them. Yeah, f- them. That's what right. are you talking about? No, when Paul comes down, he's coming down, remember? Yeah, f- him. Oh, I, I mean, um... <laughs> I'm going to put the Vulcan symbol on your cheek and I'm saying remember. <laughs> put my freaking Katra into you. Remember. You got to say it like he says it in the movie. Remember. Avengers Spotlight! Yeah, I was just flipping through the book, and I just can't get over on the second page in how Mantis looks cross-eyed. <laughs> cross-eyed Mantis. You need was that to... what you were thinking? No, you need to you need to update your your Skype or something. You changed your picture again. You were the Rhino. Let me see. Yeah, you're still the Rhino on my screen. Still the Rhino. What are you, cross-eyed Mantis now? Yes. <laughs> oh, you are. <laughs> that third panel where she's walking into the room looks like it's straight out of Super Friends, doesn't it? third panel. I don't know. Um, I didn't, I didn't well, think that looked well, bad. I didn't say it looked bad. It just looks well, like what it's looks right bad is the close to super extreme close up of her face. Like, da. <laughs> I, uh, well, this one touch. has crossed eyes. We're going to do the one email we got left. Oh, do we have any new email, by the way? I haven't checked. I don't know. I haven't looked yeah, yet. we're like going to email drought, Scott. We're, we're a little concerned. We're not sure we have any listeners anymore. Yeah, because nobody sent in any e- email in. Who did we offend like, now? I don't know, but we didn't Everyone. get what? Last time we checked, we hadn't had email since March or April. Oh, look at that. There's all kinds of email. Yeah, look at that. Is it email from listeners or bullshit spam? Well, no, it's both. We got something from Rob. We got two things from Russell. One thing from Kirk. Somebody named Nina. Somebody named Lucille. Somebody named Francis. Have you sorted any mail? No. Oh, I'm just well, signing into it now. Okay, well, we got the one that Scott still needs to read so we can get rid of that one. That's from back in January. All right. Do I need to sign into the mail? Uh, if you're going to read it. <laughs> I can read some. Uh, give me just a second to... See, he's not a, he's not a, a diva like Andy. Oh, God, Andy. <laughs> no, we're just joking. He's like, it's not in my contract to read email. <laughs> is that what he says? Well, he says yeah. if, if he does the synopsis of the episode, he shouldn't have to read the email. Oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> oh, and of course, Paul had to, you know, ha- had to become Andy's podcasting lawyer. So I think we should do Are a you... commercial. Well, I was just going to say, you just, you just need to tell him from me that I said he started small and he'll end small. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what Angela says. <laughs> ooh, ooh. 
So the only the only messages are two from Russell and one from Kirk, right? Yeah, the rest looks like junk. Nina wants to talk to us about stable quality air filters. That sounds like a productive email. Well, not only that, but oh. she sent us two of them. Oh, you opened it? You fool. No, I didn't open it. I'm deleting oh, okay. them now. Delete. Goodbye. Say goodbye. There you go. Hi, Nina. Oh, look, they're all gone now. Yeah. Let's see. Do we have anything in the Gmail account? Technically, our closing... Bumper still says send it to gmail.com. I'm sorry. I know it does. I'm lazy. I just hadn't gotten around to it yet. Prick. I mean, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I can hear you. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing I forget to mute. <laughs> you know, my grandfather used to have a little round wooden circle, and on it he painted T-U-I-T. T-U-I-T. It was a round, round to it. it. Yep. Oh. Uh. So, you know, and like the first time I said that, yeah, yeah, I'll get around to it. And he goes, here, go do it. <laughs> Have you not seen all the times I've posted a picture of a round to it? On, I've seen on it. Facebook I've seen it. I've seen people it. keep Never asking saw. me, when is there a new episode of JSA coming out? I just keep posting the same picture. Nobody gets it. Because you're stupid. Yeah, yeah, stupid. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it wrong to totally steal that from them? Nope. No, no because I almost stole the... Um, I'm not all even sure where it comes from anymore. They do stuff that we do and vice versa. All the shit that I've invented that people have ripped off from me, I don't mind stealing shit from them. Nope. I don't know if Dave is doing John Travolta or if he's doing somebody or like Snagglebus. He's like, hey, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> it cracks me up every time he does it. Hey, fellas, where you going? Anyway. I don't know which one of them is that is that's doing it. I think it's Matt, but I'm not sure. But yeah, it does John, crack It's me Dave. Up. It's no, Dave. I think it's, it's, oh, is it Dave? I thought it was Tim. Oh, no, no, no. Tim does all the other crazy stuff. No. Hey, fellas. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, wait. There. Oh, you mean the George... The George, the George Lucas thing. Stupid. I thought that was Tim. Uh, I think it's Matt. I think they all do it. Oh, except maybe. Chris. Tim does all the, like, the other weird... The, hey, everybody. I'm Derlin. Ben does that to me. That's my, my theme song now. He'll go boom, boom. I'm like, shut up! I'm not Otis! <laughs> I have to be honest, I have walked behind you before when we were going somewhere, and I'm thinking, how, 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 how can that brain generate enough power to keep those legs moving? <laughs> I, I, I did actually think those cat-like reflexes at one point. <laughs> <laughs> what, did you throw something at me? Well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember that. I don't get it. I don't remember... I think we were in the airport and you like stumbled or something. He has cat like reflexes. That time he fell down the hill, he had reflexes like a one legged cat trying to bury a turd on a frozen pond. Hey, I slid with Grace. And stopped. <laughs> and, and, she's, and she's never going to forgive you. <laughs> and she got crushed to death. Oh, I got, I got cross eyed mantis on my Oh, screen. there it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. This one needs an optometrist. I was trying this to think of like background lens music for the synopsis here. Hmm? And I was thinking, well, I might as well do uh, Magneto and Titanium Man by Paul McCartney as the background music. But now I'm thinking maybe Cross-Eyed Mary by uh, Jethro Tull. <laughs> but nobody's going to get it until we start talking about the book properly. Oh, these, these eyes. These eyes. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Oh, so we went to Epcot. 
on um, Saturday. Bill hates Epcot. I know. No, I don't. Hating bastard. But guess who was there? Ooh, they sucked. Oh, really? Was it really them, though? Was it, uh, what's his name? I think it's uh, like whoever's left or whoever's still alive or whatever. Their lead singer was Burton Cummings, I think. Whoever the lead singer was was not with them, and that's one of the reasons they weren't very good, but they just they just weren't very good. I get it. Because they made some good songs, though, back in the day. Oh, hell yeah. I love the guest who. They're great, man. Mac and woman, my way from me. My dad used to have a, I don't know what the hell one it was, it might have been a Greatest Hits or something, but he used to have an 8-track that I played the shit out of, of the Guess Who. I had I had that. He is the lead singer, he's 69 years old, Form, former lead singer and keyboardist. During his 10 years in the band, 1965 to 75, he sang, wrote, or co-wrote many of the songs, including American Woman... No time, share the land, hand me down world, laughing, star boy, star baby, mo- new mother nature, these eyes, and clap for the wolf man. I think that's all really the good songs. Yeah. I think American woman, no time, share the land, laughing, and these eyes. Those are all the great songs. Got, 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 no time. So now I got to look up the guess who and see who's currently singing for them. They're in the Canadian Music Hall of Fame. Are they? Good for them. Guess who in the 2000s? No time to Now I'm going to... Ah, damn it. Now you made me want to go download the greatest hits. Well, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I know. I, loved, I always used to love that. You know, because back then, you know, you didn't have... You didn't have equipment that could do bass worth a shit. But that... on there was always a really good one. No sugar tonight. Oh, they do no sugar. Yeah, no sugar tonight. Tonight in my coffee. coffee. <laughs> no sugar tonight in my do. <laughs> hey, you need to be careful, man. Did you see that teen that just died from from all the shit that he drank in like a two hour period? One of them was was diet do. Well, what else did he drink? Battery acid, um, alcohol, <laughs> seltzer, gasoline. I think I'm okay. Yeah. Did you see Powers Booth died? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was already dead on oh, Agents yeah. of Shield, so yeah. Oh was he? Oh yeah. Whoops, spoiler. <laughs> Whoops. I guess Scott hasn't got that. That's far. Probably, it may not be a spoiler, I just don't remember. Yeah, yeah didn't he, his his daughter killed him or something, right? His daughter was killed he, by yeah, he, um, he let his daughter by, be um, killed by the uh, Ward Husk Five, whatever. Back before I stopped watching. Right. Yeah, I am. I am way woefully I behind. I got good for so. season five. Woohoo! Got renewed. It did what now? It got good. Is that what... See, it's that's got... what always happens. So, as everybody keeps saying, "Oh, it's good. You got to get caught up," and then I get caught up, and then it starts sucking again the minute I get caught up with it. Oh, this I like this season. This season's been good. I think I. Well, uh, I'm not how sure. Many, how many shows are they in? Coming back from the break, because that's where I was. I got caught up to whatever the last break was. I had maybe three, and then okay. tomorrow night's the season finale. <laughs> oh, damn it, already? Yeah, it only had like 22 or like it. Yeah. And I think that the Russian. No. You know who the Russian is, right? From The Punisher? No, 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 no. On Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the guy that's working with Ada. Uh, oh, on the ship, right? Yeah. yeah. No, you know, who is he? You know what she did to him, right? I don't really care. Um, I mean, yeah. <laughs> don't remember. 
I don't remember. Well, can you see, I don't remember if it was before or after the break. Oh, well, just tell me. I won't remember anyway. She made him into she made him into a robot. She basically cut his head off. That's right. Yeah, that was. I think that was the the cliffhanger ending of the of the season that. break. Right. Okay. So last week, and my buddy told told me this, and I missed it. But he's having a discussion with Ada because now he has all these robot duplicates of himself that he controls with his with his mind. Green, green. Well, now my friend Ben, not my son Ben, my friend Ben told me, he's like, you didn't hear what he said to Ada? I'm like, no. He's like, he called himself an organism designed for killing. I'm like, he's Monarch? Yeah, I got to go back and rewatch last week's episode. We all agreed. It's it's just not going to be the same. I know, I know. Monarch. It is cool, though, if they work him in there somehow. All right, so we're going to do email at the end or the beginning? Let's do it at the end. Let's see how long it takes us to get there. Cause okay. All right, you ready? We to... don't have that much. If we don't get to it today, it's not the end of the world. But if we do have time, we'll do it. Hey, hang yep. on a second since we haven't come in. Give me just a second. Okay. I give one second to you and your valiant crew. Time's up. Libra. I don't remember Libra's. Well, he's Cuba, in. Cuba Libra. Cuba Libra. Llama. Hey, llama. Llama. Do something, you know, uh, for the effort. Llamas with hats. He said, there'll be no money, but when you die, you get total consciousness. Total so I got that going for me, which is nice. Oh, my God. There's one through 12 with the llamas with hats? Mm. I'm talking about something different. I'm doing llamas with hats. Your kids have probably seen it. There's two llamas, one they each wear hats, and the one llama walks in on the other llama, and there's a guy with no with no hands. <laughs> and the one llama's name is Carl, and the other llama goes, Carl, why is there a dead guy in our house? Oh, uh, well, what dead guy? What are you talking about? Sorry about that. Okay, well, speaking of dead guys. Oh. What? Nothing. <laughs> Let we're it right, go. We're writing you out of the show. <laughs> Aww. You're, You're going to walk into an elevator shift when we get back. <laughs> Your character's going to be eaten by a llama. How much longer do we have to put up with Iron Man with a nose? Uh, about a, Probably about another year's worth of issues. I was going to say the rest of this arc. <laughs> Did I just hear a bunch of bubbles? Yeah. Okay. Somebody playing a game? Yeah, I was, while I'm waiting for you guys, I was doing words with friends. Ah. All right, I'm good. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Scott, we got anything from you? <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> I'm a little parched. Here's your opener. Hello, and welcome to Avengers Spotlight. And once again, we are hot on the heels of, what are we doing? Oh, yeah, the Celestial Madonna <laughs> saga. We are up to... Celestial Madonna. Oh, I always said breast. And actually, this would be part uh, three. 
three. Morgan Fairchild. Three is a magic number. Now I hear bells. So anyway, tonight we are moving along, and our ne- next episode we're gonna next episode next issue we're gonna cover. Why is it? Why is it when I want to say issue I say episode, or when I want to say? I have that song from the Star Wars Christmas album in my head. That bells, bells, bells song. Thanks a lot, Bill. I didn't do bells. Paul did bells. Oh, whoever one, whichever one of you said it. Somebody well, said I bells, said bells, it. bells. I said it, but Paul was doing it. He was doing the bells. I was doing it. Do it. I just did it, and I'm gonna do it again. Do it. Do it. Do it. You do it. Everybody does it. Dirty, dirty podcaster. Man, this is taking a dark turn. Let's get into the book. Yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> I don't mind, I don't mind the dark turn as long as it's funny, which I'm not sure we are. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. We're not. Uh, oh. Mm. So, tonight we're covering Avengers 130. With a cover by Gil Kane, and uh, well, 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 wait a minute. Do we have any new Avengers news? But by the time this comes out, it'll be old Avengers news. So there's probably no point in doing any Avengers news, is there? Because we've just come off of Guardians, and we're all well on our way to Ragnarok. Oh, but wait. First, we got the Spider-Man movie in between. There. You guys gonna go see that? Oh, hell yeah. Okay. I'm not sure exactly which date I'm gonna see it, but yes, I'm definitely gonna see it. Mm. I am going to also see, and I don't know, I think I may be in the minority on this one. I'm also at some point going to see the Wonder Woman. I might see that. Those are the two I'm not, you know, it depends on the money situation. If I got some time, I'll probably go see him. She's not in the Avengers. (sighs) No, she's not. She's in that other super group. Jayla. Meh. Jayla. Meh. Or J- J- JL. They're not Justice League of America. You alright? Yeah. yeah, they're just the Justice League. Make sure you, you pander to the international market. Yeah. Pander, <laughs> pander, pander. Now I hear race cars. Oh, is that what that was? You Like a wailing soul in the background. Like, <laughs> I'm sure that's what it was. Let's see, it's either a car or a wailing soul. <laughs> oh, damn, Taco Bell! <laughs> Taco Come on, Bill. Get into the damn Taco book Bill. already! All right, all right, all right, all right, all right! They're <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stealing that from Star Wars in character. <laughs> so. Stupid. Stupid. We're going to find out we're stealing his stuff, man. Well, let's. I'm, I'm putting out the call here. Hey, everybody! Uh, I'm... Does, does any oh. does anybody from Star Wars and character mind if I say you're stupid every once in a while? Because if they if they don't hear this, then it doesn't matter. And if they you know if they do mind, they have to let me know, which I don't think they're ever gonna. So I'm gonna just take that as as employed permission. And do they mind if I go, hey, fellas? There you go. I guess nobody here even cares that I do that. Fine. No. Fine. You know what I care about? You know why? I care about it's a synopsis. <laughs> That's what I care about. Well, I've got a book already in front of me, but we're going to talk about the cover before we get to the synopsis. So we got a Gil Kane penciler and inker of Dave Cockrum. And we have, on and on the left side, we have, what are they? Oh, they're the Titanic Trio. Plus one. Plus one with the, well, he's called the Slasher, but we're going to call him the Shropser Slasher. See if anybody gets that outdated Looney Tunes reference. I get it. 
I know you would. I'm sure uh, Scott does, right? You get it. What? Oh. <laughs> Way to pay attention. <sighs> Shropshire slash. Shropshire slash. Amateurs. I have no idea what that is. Oh, come on. Surrounded by amateurs. That's where Daffy Duck plays um, Sherlock Holmes and Porky Pig is Watson. And I don't think interview. I've ever seen that one. You guys have referenced that one before. I don't think I've ever seen that one. <sighs> Paul, is that one of the? Is that one of the original? You know, oh, yeah, old? Old. Oh, it's okay. old. Yeah, I don't remember that one. Hold on. Shrub. It's all right. Keep going. Slasher. I'm, I'm getting it. Don't worry. Remember oh, that gotta... thing you were saying before about being concerned that we we didn't have listeners anymore? I, I th- these are the reasons why. Oh, the name of the cartoon is Deduce. You say. You got the okay. clip yet, Paul? Okay, I will watch it while you do your synopsis. It's only ten seconds. Uh, Shropshire slasher. <laughs> and uh, so, name, that, that's name? that's. that's... That's quite the uh, synopsis you got going there, Bill. Well, I was letting Scott anyway cover. Okay, you were yeah, Scott that one does said... not look familiar to me at all. Mm. Sorry. Okay. All right. So on the left we have kid life. the Crimson Dynamo, the Shropshire Slasher, Titanium Man, and Radioactive Man versus the Vision, Iron Man, Hawkeye, and Thor. Need we say it? One of the greatest battle issues ever. <laughs> okay, that's yeah, they shouldn't have said that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And uh, the rest of our following information comes from Mike's Amazing World. <laughs> well, you, I mean, you want to talk about the cover first? Okay, we can do that before we get into that. Uh, Crimson Dynamo is looking just a bit too sleek for me. Uh, yeah, he's usually a little bit more bulky. He doesn't look like he's armored so much as he's robotic. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the Titanium Slasher right. is drawn within as if he's age, Asian, and on the cover he's drawn as if he's Anglo. Mm-hmm. And he's got that razor type. He's got a stupid suit. No, no way he could do anything of any, you know, without killing himself. <laughs> and he's got to be noisy too. Clank, 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 clank. Shh, I'm sneaking up on you. Clink, 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 ching, ching, clink, ching, ching. And for, any, for anybody who ha- isn't familiar with this issue, the slasher, or the Shropshire slasher, is a, a guy who's wearing a, uh, basically a metal suit of razor-sharp points. He looks and like the as, porcupine. As Scott but said, he looks like a poor man's version of the porcupine. He's like yeah. a porcupine with metal quills, but they're like metal, they look like little triangles. It's almost an oxymoron to say a poor man's version of the porcupine because the porcupine was such a lame villain to begin with. He looks like he's he's wearing a suit made out of cheese graters. Is what he looks like to me. Yeah, that's that's a possible. It should be called the Shropshire Shredder. (laughs) And the way the way they have it on the cover, and and I remember picking this issue up when it came out, and I had heard of the Crimson Dynamo and uh, the uh, Titanium Man. I don't know if I had heard of. the radioactive band at this point. This is still fairly early in my collecting. But the way they present it on the cover, they make it sound as if all four of these are kind of equal. You know, like the slasher is, is at the level of these people. Because they mention, they have his name there as if he's an already existing villain, which he was not. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I, I, I don't know, it was a little little bit deceptive to me. 
Thor, Thor looks like he's going to backhand somebody with his hammer. Why, I oughta. Thor's got the real good game <laughs> face going. <laughs> he's going to bash in radioactive Professor X's head there. <laughs> yeah, he does look like Professor X. He's got the arched eyebrows and everything. Wait a minute. Where Where is that... Where is that leg coming from on the vision right there? That's not a leg. <laughs> Ew, it's little wow. vision. Yeah, He's like really flexible. Know. He's like really pumped. I think I because know. of the... Yeah, I think what it's supposed to be is, is he's got his leg cocked and it, you know that one it's just way far forward. Yeah, but because but, yeah, of the yeah. coloring. I didn't even there, notice the, that until just now. Yeah, the way they know. colored it. Yeah, his, he, the back of his foot's almost in his groin. That can't hurt. Yeah, I think he's supposed to be the mirror image of Crimson Dynamo as far as positioning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's weird. That's terrible. That's yeah. terribly. That's anatomically terrible. And and Hawkeye's just back there going, uh, I, I got you back. I'm going to hang back here. You guys have fun. I do not like Iron Man with the nose. I have a certain nostalgia for nose Iron Man because he had a nose when I started collecting. Should we call him Nyers Man or Noser Man? Call him Sinus Man. Sinus Man. <laughs> they blinded him with sinus. She blinded me with sinus. She hit me with the face plate. Nah, it doesn't go well. All right. We ready for the Indicia? Yeah, sure. Indicia exposure? <laughs> Wait, that sounded like Whirlwind from the uh, Avengers game. <laughs> anyway, cover date. December 1974 on sale. Oh, this was a Christmas issue. On Well, not really because it was on sale in September. Hmm. Cover price, 25 cents, and the editor was Roy Thomas. And the title of the story is The Reality Problem. What a stupid name for the story. Writer Steve Steve Englehart, penciler Sal Buscema, inker Joe Staten. Wondering who we can blame for cross-eyed manis. Letterer Joseph Joe Rosen, and colorist was Bill Mantelow. And our synopsis goes like this. Now, almost suddenly... No, no, never mind. I'm not going to do Italian. Moments after laying the swordsman to rest, the Avengers witnessed the Titanic Three pursuing and executing a local who killed his wife in a fit of rage. The local went in a fit of rage and ripped his wife's lungs out. Seeing the Avengers preparing to attack, Crimson Dynamo reminds them ah, 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 that they have no jurisdiction in Vietnam. Iron Man angrily attempts to fight regardless, but Thor halts him, causing a brief fight between the two before the Avengers depart. Turning their attention to investigating Mantis's mysterious past, Vision suggests that Mantis contact Captain Marvel, since her past apparently involved a Kree, and the Avengers stop by a local radio station to send a message to Rick Jones. Insert. Bitch. Thank you. <laughs> Their ongoing search proves fruitless, and the Shropshire Slasher soon spots soon spots them. Think the Avengers are hunting him, and also spotting the Titanic Three. The, the Shropshire Slasher alerts the trio that the Avengers have not departed Vietnam as instructed. Now, how did he know that anyway? And joins them in attacking the Avengers during the battle. The Avengers are aided by a hooded figure. And the battle finally ends when the Shropshire Slasher is revealed to be a thief 
causing the Titanic 3 to abandon him. That is it for our synopsis. So let's dig That's, into the... That is a pretty poor synopsis, actually. That's from... They leave out a lot of things that happen in this story. Uh, yeah, that's it's very light compared to... And this is the same book I always read from. Uh, Usually it's better than that one. Yeah, this, it, it was very this light. This isn't really a very deep story, but there's that's definitely a lot, of a lot punchy, more stuff. As uh, Thomas DJ would say, punchy, punchy, run, run. But we have to discuss that opening page... So I guess he's laying in. I guess the swordsman is laying in state. We have a lovely little little like uh, what are those foo dogs, foo foo dragons in this far in this little uh, clearing, and the body of the swordsman's just laying out on an open slab. It's like I hope they're gonna put him under something, you know, let the birds peck at him or something there for a while. But he's just under the trees in in the beautiful day in Vietnam, and they're and all. He stinks. He stinks to high heaven. Somebody put him on ice or something. Oh, man, he died like a week ago. <laughs> yeah, it says right here, in the last months, Giant Size Avengers number two. So he's been laying there for a month. He's got a smell just sweet. On the bright side, at least there's no zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Yet. Oh, yeah, it says he lies in state. I don't see a lot of people coming there to uh, pay their respects. It's because he's the friggin' swordsman. Nobody cares. The swordsman was a loser to the last moment of his life. Yeah. Isn't that disrespectful <laughs> narration? But he tried the level best he could, and isn't that all that anyone can do? He was a loser. Even though he tried, he was a loser. Wow. That's harsh. That is harsh. True, but harsh. Let's see how he came to this spot. It began yesterday, 48 hours after the swordsman's death. So, yeah, this guy has been laying around for a while. <laughs> Excuse the rather forced level. Somebody but... took his carcass home and put a new swordsman costume on it because when he uh, when he got killed, he was you know he was basically like the costume was all burnt up and stuff. So a nice clean new costume. That's a good point. Weren't so there Scott, a lot more people involved. Thor, in it's story? your turn to dress the dead guy. Zounds. Dr- <laughs> Verily, I dressed the last dead guy. I, I saved the crap. Dead. <laughs> Jarvis, I would have words with thee. <laughs> Jarvis, fetch thine sewing kit. Ew. So is Polish Mjolnir. Polish Mjolnir. Whoa, that's, a, that's not a euphemism, is it? <laughs> so as I recall, I was so excited to, uh, to find out in that issue that we did i forget what issue number it was but the first appearance of mantis that she was not referring to herself as this one yeah, <laughs> but it's yeah as soon that as she walked was short-lived the room, yep the, the, this one the, which is to thank you all for your help and kindness towards an undeserving woman uh, and to bid you right, all farewell. damn right you're undeserving farewell what are you talking about mantis obviously this one cannot remain with those her ill-considered with those her ill-considered actions have dishonored. So she will... Stop mentioning yourself in the third... I know, not one of them at the table goes, who the hell is she talking about? They all just seem to know what she's what she's going on. I remember reading this as a kid and being seriously confused by her dialogue. Like, who is she talking about? So should we talk about the cross-eyed elephant in the room? <laughs> I, I think you should. All right, so second page... Fourth panel. Uh, I, 
I, I swear she looks cross-eyed. <laughs> yeah, she does. Just one eye's a little bit too close. You know? So I just see, see, see her with her cross-eyes going, She asked but one favor, that she may take the swordsman body <laughs> to Vietnam for its internment. Because I can't see where I'm going, and I keep bumping into walls. <laughs> that she may get some glasses. This one was just a, a lazy eye thing that's, that's this easily one, remedied with glasses. Lazy eye. This one wishes to go. What lazy eye? That's sneaky <laughs> eye. This one wishes to go to Lens Crafter. <laughs> <laughs> Look at happy little Hawkeye in that very last panel. Isn't he cute? He's happy in he's, the first one too because he's, ta- he's talking in about the first Cap. Panel, he looks like he's he looks like he's quietly picturing her naked. <laughs> I, I think he's pretending to be Spider-Man with his hand out there, like... I can't shoot an arrow well, like first this. Panel, in the first panel, he's bragging about how he uh, talked Captain America into taking on the nomad identity rather than retire. That's cool. But look at Agatha Harkness next to him. First of all, she looks like a big Q-tip. <laughs> she looks like somebody from Whoville, right? I, I, I think she looks like one of the broccoli people. No, right. she's, she's like straight out of Whoville. Whoville, no, Her head right. goes right into her neck. Yeah, she's got a head like a cauliflower. <laughs> That's just messed she's, up. She's sitting there stroking a cat like a James Bond villain. Scarlet oh, that Witch is a cat. I didn't even realize. I, yeah, I was, I was wondering why she was reaching out and touching her like that. And I, now I see the cat. I didn't why? See Did you that think before. the Wanda was... She, she said to Hawkeye, Do you, would you like to pet my pussy? And he said, <laughs> sure, but move, but move the cat first. <laughs> Why? Did you think that Wanda was feeling her boob? I wasn't sure what the hell weirdness was going on there. All I know is Wanda does not have a nose in my issue. Because of the coloring. No, 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 she's, she's noseless. Like, like she's got her mouth open. Got your nose! Iron Man's got it. <laughs> Iron Man's got it. Hey, he's got his hands cl- cl- clomped together. He's got her nose in I there. I got your nose! <laughs> it's on my face! <laughs> oh, it's on my face plate. Iron Man in that very last panel on that page, though, looks exactly like the Mego figure that was out for him. <laughs> yeah. That's that's actually pretty cool. He's got the same static look. He actually looks like he I, might have dozed off there at one point. I always get a kick out of, out of Thor. It's kind of, kind of like an in-your-face thing. It's like none of you could even pick up my freaking hammer, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to attach it to myself with a little thin strip of belt, and I'm not going to hold it. Check <laughs> out my hammer. Yeah. Oh my god, every single panel of, of Mantis, she's just making like face. She's got the weirdest expressions. Oh, you on the third page now where she's yeah. like, yeah. And then yeah. the, the 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 second I don't panel. Think that it, one's that bad. It, it uh it looks like the Scarlet Witch got caught playing with the cat because now she's like, oh and her oh. hands are whatever. And Agatha I wasn't doing nothing. And Agatha is cl- clutching the poor cat, looking at her like you hussy. <laughs> I wasn't doing anything. Don't play I with like my. Look at her face. Look at her face in the bottom left panel. She looks, like, looks a... like she got caught doing something. <laughs> <laughs> and Agatha looks like she's got clown makeup on in the last panel on the page with her eyes. It's like she's. I picture yeah. Agatha as, as speaking like Mrs. Doubtfire. Then come with me, Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> <laughs> Let me show you how to make fake children. <laughs> what do you think of the uh, of the art here? Eh, it's 
it's passable. It's not spectacular, but I don't think it's bad. Yeah. I like Sal Buscema. I don't think it's bad. I like Joe Staten. I, I can definitely see the Staten in this. I like him. See, the thing about Staten is I like Staten's work, but his his style almost doesn't really mesh with anybody else's. So almost like Staten as a penciler, but not as an anchor. Right. So, right. Yeah, no, know, I'll agree with that. Yeah. His style is so distinctive that I think you lose the Joe Staten in the inking. Or if he tries to impose his own style, I think it doesn't mesh with other people. I definitely see the the Buscema in the layouts of it. So like you know the 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 poses, I mm-hmm. see the Buscema. But yeah, it's it's I, very much Staten. You know from there on. You know I, I would I would have liked to have seen Staten inking uh, Steve Ditko. Hmm. I wonder if he ever did. I. Not that I know of, yeah, I can't. but I would think it would be a very... I think that's one of the few pencilers I could think of whose style might fit Staten's right, right. style really yeah. well. And he would actually flesh out a couple of little things. You know, I've, I've talked many times about how Ditko, in his later years, it almost seemed, seemed like people were afraid to add too much detail, and it became too cartoony. And I would I would have loved to have seen Staten take one of his pages and just ink it with his own style, and I bet you it would have been beautiful. Anyway, that's that's not a tangent at all. It's okay. I can see the Buscema and um, the Asian guys on the next page. Oh, they're terrible. Well, I mean, I'm I'm not saying that that's why, you know, that them being terrible, but you can see the way you know with the with the open mouth of the uh, you know with that. I have to say, I don't think the drawings of these men is is that that horrible. I think the coloring is exceptionally racist. Yes. <laughs> Just that that. I, what would you call what would you call the color? I mean, it's they're yellow, but they're like a like it's, almost an orangey. Yellow. It's like burnt yellow or like a yellow. It's like a dark yellow. It's yeah. It's not. Yeah. I think if if you had given them a more valid skin tone, they might not look as uh, just stereotypically bad as they do. I, they didn't even need to be yellow. I mean, really. That's what I'm saying. If you just gave them a real, you know, natural skin tone. Yeah. Yeah. And here, you know, this is when uh, the Shropshire Slasher comes in and is robbing the diamonds. And if you look at the right panel in the second row, if you look closely at his face, you can see he's drawn as an Asian, presumably Vietnamese man. And his skin color is... His skin color is a little better. Yeah. Yeah. But on the cover, I think he's drawn as a Caucasian man. Caucasian man! Yeah, he does look more... Uh, yeah, I just flip back to the cover. Yeah. Chris, it could be that outfit's just like really pinching. Ah! Oh! That outfit's horrible. Making him squint. He's got but, squint. I mean, and just in that the third panel on the page where he's given the, the guard the back of his arm, that's one of the rare occasions at this era where you actually see blood. Oh, that could be a shredded shirt. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, that no, can't. no, 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 you're right, you're right, I know. Yeah, because you, you could see it's all like just like he ripped his 
face to shreds. I mean, I'm thinking that guy's dying. Oh, I think he's dead. <laughs> I mean, I think he ripped his juggler. Yeah, he's uh, he's a goner. And then if you if you go down to the panel below that, there's several people on the ground, you know, who who appear to be ripped to shreds also. So this guy's an out and out killer. Mm-hmm. Which again, in this era, that that was not something you saw too often. It's just bumped off the Saigon Diamond Exchange. So, Scott, you love this villain or what? Uh, not so much, no. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he's so compelling. Look at him running. And it, like you can just imagine what kind of sound effect you'd have to put with that. I tell you I, what, though, I'll, I'll give him I'll give him some uh, some major credit there for that third panel, though, where he's just ripping that guy's face off. Because I mean, that's pretty brutal. For what what year did you say this was? Seventy three. Seventy four. Yeah, man, that's that's intense. Yeah that's, yeah, that's what he was saying. That that's you know that's unheard of in this era. And then in the panel below that, there's all these people laying in the street that he apparently ripped to shreds. But I'm picturing, like, as he's running in that panel, I'm picturing the sound effect you'd have. Like, somebody, was, somebody, was running, somebody was running with, like, $30 and quarters in their <laughs> $30 and quarters and scissors just tied to his shirt while he's running, and they're just banging around. Bang, 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 bang. Ching, chong, 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 chong. Okay, that's it. That's oh, that's it. And so the slasher has pulled what seems to be the perfect crime. But don't worry, Marvelite, we'll see this punk again. Now, the other thing about him that stands out right off the bat is he's drawn, again, in that fourth panel, as an Asian man. But when you read his dialogue, you would think he was from, uh, basically, Secret from Brooklyn. Asian the man! Slash is here for all your goodies. <laughs> okay, Joes, nobody moves or I'll do you dirt. They've given you a razor suit. And taken, <laughs> and taken, taken away a... your name. Mm-hmm. Or given you a stupid name. Ching a chung a slash a chung a ching a ching a ching. You can't sneak around in that outfit. Ching chong ching chong chong chong. You can't do shit in that outfit. He can't scratch his Literally. ass. He can't sit down. That's ridiculous. That Shropshire slash a man. Shropshire slash man. All right. The reason I was silent a minute ago is I am trying like hell because you really got me thinking about this now. So I was digging uh-huh. around. Na, 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 na. Or a search Squirrel. of you really got me now. You re- oh sorry, go ahead. A search for um, Joe Staten and Steve Ditko, and I chanced across an interview with Joe Staten. It's on a site called. Uh, well, it's actually on the Tomorrow's.com site under the Comic Book Artist uh, magazine that they used to do. But there's an article here. It's an interview with Joe Staten. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he is a huge fan of Ditko. Um, and they, and they not make him unique. They asked him in the thing, he, did you ever meet uh, Ditko during the Charlton years? Because I forgot that uh, that Staten actually got his start at Charlton. And for a right, time, right. I Ditko, forgot that as well. Yeah, Ditko mm-hmm. went over to work at Charlton for a time because that's where he created um, uh, the question. And uh, did he create the Blue Beetle? The Blue Beetle? I think yeah, so. yeah, the second incarnation. Yeah. Um, and uh, Joe said, no, I met Dick, uh, Ditko later at D.C., never during the Charlton years. I had uh, messages relayed from him, but I never met him at the time. And uh, the interviewer says, so he was aware of your work at Charlton when you were doing it. And Joe says, that's what George told me. I don't know who George is. Uh, I wish my brother George when, was here. <laughs> first went into Charlton, George was, 
trying to tell me uh, what they want. And he said, uh, try to come in between these two guys. So he went and got a bunch of Ditko's pages and a Jim Apparel Wander story and gave me the originals for reference. So I was working toward Ditko at the start, meaning he was aping his style. And occasionally they would relay me a message that Ditko liked what I was doing. He liked the angles. And the interviewer says, that's a big compliment. He came back and he says, yeah, I liked it. Jim Apparel and I were at, uh, okay, he goes on and on. But there was something more here. Oh, uh, the interviewer says, so when you uh, met Ditko at DC, how was the encounter? And he says, uh, it was, uh, he goes, it was just a little hero worship, but he was polite and seemed to be aware of me. So I guess uh, that's the way it's always been. And then they change subjects and go on to other stuff. I was so I guess trying they never did work to, together. well, I'm not sure though. Cause I, I mean, it's a huge article and I'm j- I was just kind of skimming through it, but I also found on amazon.com of all places, ghostly haunts. Number 28, which is a Charlton book is listed as Joe state and Steve Ditko, but I can't seem to find any other credit. So I don't know if that means they just both worked in the same book or did they work together? So now I'm really curious, but I had forgotten that they were both at Charlton around the same time. So it is very possible that there's something out there where they they did collaborate. And I would really like to see that. I'll keep digging and see if I find anything else. But uh, I just thought, I mean, I think that's really cool that you totally called it that, you know, that his style is Ditko-esque. Because I, I mean, I just never, I, I never would have put that together myself. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, well, I honestly, it was a thought I had as we were talking. It's not something I consciously thought of before. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I just, I really, I really, really like Joe State, and I consider myself quite a fan of his. I like Ditko, but I mean, as I've said many times before, I like Ditko on pretty much Spider-Man and maybe one or two other things, and that's about it. So, you know, to, uh, you know, to hear you say that at first, I was like, man, not so sure about that but then when i get to looking at it it's yeah i, I can kind of see that you know uh, on ebay there's a number of things here at charlton that list both of them in the same book but again i can't seem to find anything saying whether or not they're actually working together on the same thing or if they're just you know they both have credits within the same magazine but uh e-man number two from 1973 is one that's come up over and over again here. There's some other ones too. They're all they're all Charlton titles though, so it's it's possible. But yeah, I'd like to see that myself just to see you know how that how that would blend or whatever. But I'm not seeing anything that specifically. I'm guessing in that conversation, if he had worked with him specifically, he would have said it. You would think so. I, all I know is that you look at the... Uh, I'm going to send you guys a link here. If you look at the covers of The Many Ghosts of Dr. Graves, number 37, it's credited as Staten. It's signed as Staten, but there's a figure, the big head off on the right, uh, the right-hand side. Let me send you the link here. The the head on the right-hand side, tell me that that doesn't look exactly like Steve, uh, Steve Ditko. It looks like a Ditko Doctor Strange. So clearly he was aping yeah, his yeah, style. Yeah. Mm. He was clearly aping his style. Yeah, that's definitely very Ditko-esque. Yeah. It's cool, though, I mean, because he would eventually develop his own very distinct style as well. So he didn't just remain a, uh, you know, a Ditko clone. 
which is pretty cool. That's a damn good looking woman he drew there too. I like her. Uh, I like the figure work on that. I always did like his women though. Shh, Missy might hear you. <laughs> Missy, <laughs> Scott's looking in pictures. <laughs> well, right, so we're we here. I um. Oh, the fascinating slasher. That's right. Yeah, well, but now, but now, I I want to say that I think these next two and a half pages are some of the best drawn pages in the book. Almost like it, I don't know. It just looks a little different, a little more detailed here than it did, and a lot of the other. You're talking at the temple and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That page, the next page, and and the half of the following page, like the detail. I, I mean. I mean, it's not hyper detailed, but it's it's it looks like there was a lot more time. And Mantis doesn't look like a complete doof in any right. of these shots. Right, that's true. And, and she looks a little more normal in that second panel. Yeah, and e- even on the second page, the first panel, she doesn't look completely ridiculous. Uh, and you know, you've got a little bit of shadowing on Thor's face where he's doing the eulogy, doing the eulogy, and then the close up of his face is good. <laughs> The only thing right. is, so they balance the piece of uh, granite or stone or whatever on their shoulders and walk with wow. them. That would now, mean they'd have thinking, to all that's be gotta exactly hurt the, same, the same height. Yeah, That's stupid. But I'm thinking everybody else can handle it pretty easily, but Hawkeye, that's got to be difficult. He's got to be going, oh! <laughs> I'm, guys, by the way, I don't have superpowers <laughs> here. Not a god over here. Hello. I'm... I'm thinking the swordsman rolls off that stone once or twice. <laughs> What'd they do with his sword? Did they bury him with the sword? I don't know. Did they just walk they, up they and used like, it instead of a shovel? Did they just walk <laughs> up and flip the stone over and drop him face down and then you know poof? <laughs> but yeah, they land at the at the abandoned temple of the priests of Pama. That sounds like well, a restaurant. They didn't even put him in I mean he's not even in a coffin or anything. Doesn't this guy come back? Shh. Yeah, just wait on that. Maybe that's why he come, uh, comes back, because the plants got him. Ew. Ew. <laughs> like in the second Bill and Ted, where they come back from the dead, and they're like pulling worms out of their ears and stuff. <laughs> Gross. Hey, there's a little Lillian Chan on the next page. Being chased by the titanium man in Crimson Dynamo. <laughs> that's what I picture him to look like right there. Now look at the perspective on that shot. How big is Titanium Man? He's Way out of perspective. Huge. I mean, yeah. he's like, well, even on the next page, I, he's about one and a half or almost one and three quarters the size of the Crimson Dynamo. But what, on that first page, he's like three times. Yeah, he is supposed to be much larger, but still not. But I think I think he's less than the size of two people. I think he's supposed to be maybe ten feet tall. Yeah. I'm thinking on that take a little? on that next page. I'm thinking his proportions are more or less correct. But yeah, that first panel there, yeah, that, that's way out of proportion. Looks cool though. I mean, he looks like, you know, he looks like he's a good thirty feet tall though. He looks very um, Simonson-esque right there to me. Mm. I get a kick out of the way that the radioactive man is drawn there. He's just he's ready for battle. Yep. He looks a little like Scourge there. Where the, uh, yeah, the executioner. Yeah, he does. Yeah. On where on the one where he's below the titanium man? Yeah. Looks like yeah, he's the one with 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 the guy running away from. Looks like him. he's ready to take a dump. <laughs> oh no, he's, I think he's ready to pounce. Yep. He's got a giant right hand. Who they kill that guy too? 
I guess he struck his wife. But no, they don't kill him. Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, he did. No, yeah, they, they do. They say right here, while they're shooting him, it says, nonetheless, we shall not kill you. We shall only teach you a lesson. Oh, yarg! Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying they didn't torture the hell out of him, but they didn't kill him. Ouch. Yeah, that doesn't look like it uh, felt good. No. The, the inking is a bit inconsistent. I'm noticing that now. I didn't really notice it the that's, first time. That's I... what I'm saying. The previous two and a half pages look good, but right at that first page where they're chasing the guy, it starts to break down again. Yeah, because that next that next page where you've got Giant Man, he, he looks like he's got he looks like he's got titanium, and he's going Rockabye baby. Yeah, doesn't he look like he's in like a like a little like he's been bundled in swaddling clothes or something there? Yeah. <laughs> who's a good little Who's a good little radioactive? <laughs> but he, the inking right there in that first panel and that third panel is uh, yeah, it's very heavy. It's inconsistent. It's not bad though. I do like this little clash between uh, Iron Man and Thor, but it's resolved a little too pat. You know, it looks like and the inking on that is almost a little too like the lines are thick, but the detail isn't there. Right? Uh, they, it, it, especially the one where they come directly at each other. Yeah, it looks like a panel that was done and then, like it might have been a bigger panel with more going on around it, and they decided for editorial purposes to zoom in on it a little. Right? Yeah. Let it be here. Hmm? Has Vinnie Coletta been here? Well, didn't we establish... Well, there's there's before... not a lot of background on that yeah. page. There's no background on that page, in fact. Didn't we establish before that this was this was fairly early in, in Staten's, Staten's uh, work? I'm I not think sure. it is. I'm I, don't sure. know. I, don't, I don't know when he started, but I'm pretty sure this is early in his career. So once again, Thor kicks Iron Man's ass like he should. Yep. <laughs> totally should. Clang. Clang. Woo. So we got... Clang the Conqueror, man. <laughs> That's not a bad shot. He, he basically knocks... Oh, I like that one. ...on his butt. Well, you don't see it, but you know he lands on his butt. Yeah, I like that one. But then in the very next but, panel, they immediately like... immediately make up. Yeah, exactly. like, yeah. <laughs> I guess you're right, old friend. You kicked my ass. <laughs> There'll be another time, another place. Had I kicked your ass, I would be right. <laughs> Now clearly they don't have everything listed here on uh, on Mike's Amazing World that that Staten could be credited with because there's no credits on those horror books at Charlton, but of the works that are credited here, this is only like the ninth one down on the list. So this is this is still pretty early in his career, for whatever that's worth. No, I, I think that's worth noting. So this is 1974. Vietnam is over, is it not? Yeah. Uh, it's winding yeah. down, I'd say. Oh, uh, yeah, because we're, we're pulling troops out, and we're basically right. at the point where, it, where we're admitting defeat, effectively. Yeah. It was a tie. Oh, yeah, it was 19 April 1975 is when it ended. Yeah, I was ended. just looking that up, yeah. Mm. You're just a little faster than me. Damn, it went on for 20 years almost? I never realized yeah. that before. But our involvement wasn't that long. Our involvement was what? Well, it started in the early 60s that I recall. I think it was under Kennedy that we had, quote unquote, started to put troops in. Military right. advisors. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was under Kennedy. I Regular U.S. combat units were deployed beginning in 1965, it says. 65. So that's okay. That's Johnson. That's under Johnson then. Yeah. 
I thought I thought we had gone well, into the Kennedy. It, it really did. Says, no, beginning well, in 1950, American military advisors arrived in what was then French Indochina. U.S. involvement escalated in the early 1960s, with troop levels tripling in 1961 and again in 1962. There you go. U.S. There involvement further uh, escalated further following the 1964 Gulf of Tonkin incident. I remember hearing about that, in which a U.S. destroyer clashed with a North Vietnamese fast attack craft, uh, which was followed by the Gulf of Tonkin resolution, which gave the U.S. president authorization to increase U U.S. military presence. Regular U.S. combat units were deployed beginning in 1965. So it doesn't really say this article I'm looking at here doesn't give like a, a an exact date like you know when the well, U.S. was firm, in it. I don't but, think there's a firm date when it started. Right. But if we start, we started escalating troops under Kennedy. Right. And uh, yeah, I, and talking, then uh, and I, Kennedy I was, was killed. <laughs> Kennedy was killed, so we could go to Vietnam. <laughs> I'm sorry. I always thought Conspiracy Tonkin theory. smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> so I had to get that one out. Ugh. Okay, anyway. You're stupid. I'm trying to think of the name of the... Uh, what was the name of that? Stupid. All right, can we get back to the book? <laughs> okay. Uh, Priest of Palma. Priest of Palma. Brian De Palma. <laughs> Priest of Brian De Palma. They make movies. They, 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 it's, a whole, it's a whole cult of people who like Dress to Kill. <laughs> Oh, it was uh, it was called Fury, My War Gone By. I think was the name of it, um, with Nick Fury, and it's it's it covers his time in Vietnam. That's a damn good series. Gives an alternate uh, explanation of how he lost his eye, how he got the eye patch. But that was a really really good series. What missing eye? Oh. <laughs> Written by Garth uh. Ennis, who I like a lot. So they call Rick Jones on Radio Saigon. Radio Saigon. Let's see, you get Robin Williams there. Good morning, Radio Saigon. That's that's what, who Hawkeye's trying to channel there, <laughs> talking in the microphone. Now, what? Why were they? Why were they contacting Marvel? The thought, well, the thought was that the, there was a relationship between these priests of Palma and the Cree. Ah, okay. And they said, "Well, let's call the guy we know who has a relationship with the Cree." Well, he is, he, he is a one, Cree. Yeah, I was gonna say he is a Cree, right? Yeah. And I guess uh, Rick Jones he, was he bonded. Was, he was, uh, unless my timing is off, he was firmly uh, embroiled in the Thanos. Right. Yeah, uh, the first the first Thanos arc at this point. I think that's right. So he was I he was just read that recently, so that sounds correct. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was off Earth and on Titan. Yeah, you know what? I just reread just within the the past week or so that uh, we really need to tackle on a show at some point is uh, the death of Captain Marvel. I forgot how powerful that that is. That's a yeah, really that's, good book. That's one issue episode. Yep, that's that's not a multiple multiple book episode. Right, right. No, I'm just saying I'd I'd like to cover it at some point. Yeah, I'm I'm up for that. Hawkeye looks so ridiculous they... putting those headphones on over his mask. That just looks stupid. Why would he just take it off? Does he have a secret identity to protect? In, I don't think he in had Vietnam, yeah, particularly a secret identity. But I don't think it was also like I don't think his. No, I, you know what? I'm, I'm going to take it back. I was going to say I didn't think his face was well known, but then he had that stretch where he was 
Goliath, and then after that, where he had the kind of a really dopey outfit on, mm-hmm. where where most of his face was pretty much exposed. Right, right, yeah. So well, plus, yeah, if he it's... was really that concerned about his secret identity, then he would wear gloves, which he never has. So that, yeah, <laughs> he's leaving fingerprints all over the place. Never thought of that. So they they go to they go to the house where Mantis thinks she grew up. You never lived here. <laughs> and they tell her we just built this house two years ago, bitch. You get out of here, dumb bitch. We don't need some some Vietnamese whore at our door. Whore. <laughs> just look at this, you. Look at the way you dress. This one is no Madonna. So she says. I, I want to go back a couple of pages here just to point something out to you guys, on. Page six, when the Shropshire Slasher's running from the Diamond Exchange. Mm-hmm. If you look at that panel, and all the way to the right of that panel, they they got a guy there wearing like one of those Asian flash helmets. Yeah, like, like he's the, working in the rice the golden patty. age flash thing. Yeah, I mean, in 1970, were people still wearing those hats? Uh, yeah. I mean, if they worked, I thought they wore those when they worked out in like rice paddies and, and, you know, farms. I I don't know. I just picture that as being a very old world thing. Mm. No, I don't think so. Where are you talking about? Page, page six. Oh, okay. Yeah. The the little guy in the background there. Yeah. I used to know what those were called. I don't even know what it's called. That's why I called it the Golden Age Flash Helmet. Like a, I want to say it's a rice paddy hat, isn't it? Yeah, but it's what? some other name for it. I wanted to say Saipan, but I don't think that's right. Uh, let me... yeah, we're so we're so in, in, interested in this, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just something when I saw it when I was doing my reread. No, Saipan's an island. Like, Never mind. <laughs> I thought that was Taipan. I would be Taiwan. I just realized no. that the the uh, titanium man has the same eyes as Rom Space Knight. That's pretty cool. They're just they're just yeah. gl- or like or like a Jawa basically. He's like a giant armored Jawa with those eyes. Oh, it is a Saipan hat. Oh wait a minute, hold on. Oh, okay, <laughs> maybe not. Saipan. Maybe. Maybe not. The thing that maybe. covers your head if you're harvesting rice hats. Oh, she's got some. She's got some derpy looks on her face in this book. Derpy, derpy, derpy. <laughs> Which one? Where are you now? The very next panel where Iron Man's got his hand on her shoulder. She's she's going to Sam pan. It's a Sam pan hat, not a side pan hat. I had the wrong hat. The wrong hat. It's a derby hat. hat. Sam pan. Who can take sunrise? <laughs> Out in the rice paddy, picking up the sandpan. It's the sandpan man. Sandpan man, and he's getting all the rice to feed the villagers, too. If you hated me for Ernie Chan, you're really going to oh, hate me now. We're going to get letters. Wow. Notice that I've been good. I haven't been doing any Ernie Chan. All right, goddammit, Vision! It's either the jewel on your head or your eyes. You can't do them both. You just you just frustrate me when you do that. Well, he, no, he he can do both. We've established that. <sighs> it's when they have it coming out of his hands that we have a problem. Yeah, now. that's that's true. Yeah. All right, where's he using it out of his eyes? 
Uh, the last panel. Oh, see the goddamn pages oh, aren't numbered. He jumped way ahead. Yeah, I jumped way ahead. I was flipping ahead just. Oh, we jumped off the exposition. It's the exposition. What a show. <laughs> yeah, I didn't read any of that. Yeah, it was all that. Yeah, that was all left out of the stuff. It's all her backstory, and I don't give a shit, so I skipped it. Hey, she was, you know, with Libra from Zodiac. Whatever. Uh, and then, Wait, how okay. are they? Re- did they explain how that's her father? Yeah. Yeah. He he uh, he basically, you know, bumped ugly with a Jap- with a Vietnamese woman, then left, and there was a baby. How yeah. did he wind up in Vietnam? He was a soldier. Yeah. I thought he was blind. He, he became blind. It, it, it says it in here. Yeah, he did. Uh, I didn't read so, it. So th- then Libra, one of the one of the Zodiac cartel, gave us a different story to her anger and apparent amazement. He claimed she was his daughter by a Vietnamese woman whose gangster brother had tried to destroy them some 20 years before. The wife had been killed and Libra had been blinded. He blinded. He fled, he fled with his infant child to the temple we visited earlier where the girl received by the priests of by the priests with near worship and taught complete control of both her mind and body. Uh-huh. Soon oh, after yeah, a space creature called the Star Stalker proclaimed these priests to be pacifist Cree. And he and he destroyed every one of them. He <laughs> come to Earth originally to guard against them. What now why is it always the pacifists that make the best kung fu artists. I don't understand that. Because they fight because they don't have to. I don't know. <laughs> they fight for defense, not for offense. Look for, cannot whatever. be seen. Listen for, cannot be heard. <laughs> you can, you can right. walk the length of the rice paper. You're a Shaolin priest. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Pluck the pebble. So moving life. along in our story, the, the stupid slasher the only reason he gets caught is because he's a paranoid douche. What? It's the Avengers. They must be on my tail. I don't know, man. If I was if, just... If he had just shut up, they would have walked if, by. And I don't know. If, if, if I had just killed multiple people and had a big bag of diamonds in my hand, and I saw the Avengers just walking down the street in the same city that I'm in, I might think, you know, I might be a little paranoid. I might think, let me quietly get out of here before they see me. Well, we'll quick, we'll quick, let me take off my noisy outfit. <laughs> but they won't notice the slasher, the Shropshire slasher. My- so the whole reason that the initial battle kind of halted is because the Titanic trio well, actually, are actually... He was going, yeah, he was going to hide, but then he saw the Titanic trio and decided... Oh, I got an idea. I'm going to sick them. I'm going to make them fight each other and whatever. Yeah, because the trio is politically connected in Vietnam, Vietnam, where the Avengers are effectively the outlaws. So he's tra- he starts claiming that the Avengers are uh, taunting him and treating him badly. Which, if he just shut up and went away, he, he would have been fine. But uh, whatever. Yeah, and Mantis looks like she's having a meltdown like, one of the robots on uh, the iMud. Uh, <laughs> you know, this one, this one is no Madonna, but when the truth, I don't know. Her little antennas are going to short out. Smoke's going to come out of her ears. But before she can have a meltdown, the Titanic Trio, the Titanic Three, 
with another unknown supervillain, the Shropshire Slasher. Well, and, and I guess that's a... not. I mean, judging from his outfit, I guess you can judge a book by its cover, but they're very quick to just declare him a supervillain. Mm. Well, the, well, that kind of, you know, I guess the Vision's not hiding his thoughts about all of them. I mean, he thinks they're all supervillains. With another unknown supervillain. So he's lumping the other three in as supervillains. When actually they're sanctioned by the communist government, are they not? So wouldn't they be like the kind of communist representatives equal to the Avengers? Yeah, that, well, that's what effectively yeah, I mean, they're yes. saying they are. You know, so but now, now Thor's like, let's get it on. <laughs> well, actually, they did attack first. So because you know, the Shropshire Slasher's been feeding them bad information, giving a little propaganda. Yep. So it's a bunch of punchy, punchy fight, fight, smash, smash, arrow against radioactive man, which does no real damn. Well, I don't know. He does take him out. What does he shoot him with? He shoots him right in the face with a, with a regular arrow. He's, he shoots him with a... He's dead. That's it. He's dead. He shoots him with a friend of old Marvel arrow. Foom! Because <laughs> he got the foom sound effect when he hits him in the face. I want to know how Mantis manages to fight the Shropshire Slasher without being ripped to shreds. She pokes him in the eye. Boink! <laughs> she hits him on the flat part of his blades. Well, that... that... Next to last panel where he's backhanding her, isn't that pretty much the same thing he did to that guy that he ripped his face off in the yeah, when we first he, see him? But, his but he, is, they they take care of that with the dialogue because he says this is only my fist, yeah. which he doesn't have the razors on his fist. He says, but a run in with my sharp edged arm, and then he gets interrupted by Vision, who's like, "Excuse me, well, soon maybe you don't want to do that, you braggart." Huh? He's got to go through a shitload of band-aids, is all I know. Just putting on the outfit, he's got to cut himself up. Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> it's like he's... I guess if they wanted to make him, like, if they, you know, not that this will ever happen, but if they wanted to make him a character in the movies, they would have to give him an armor more similar to Iron Man's, only with the razor edges on it. Yeah. Where he just stands there and the armor, like, puts itself on around him. He's like the human paper cut or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's don't say that too loud. Somebody's gonna steal your idea <laughs> So Titanium Man looks like at first like he's making Thor his bitch. Eat your eat your vegetables, Thor. <laughs> eat your spinach. open wide. And then Thor's like, ah, Thor is. I almost thought he said Thor is safe. Wiener, he may go, but it's whatever. <laughs> it's like a quick glance. Thor's like, no, a wiener. Thor is safe. Wiener. Face villain. Arg the heat. I can't say the same for you, Dynamo Zot. Shooting him right in the face. Ow. Uh, I, th I think it's pretty cool the little interruption by the hooded man. The fact that he, you know, he, first of all, he's not seen by the Avengers. Yeah, who is that? He's a Shaolin priest. That's, that's that's something that will be revealed later. Yeah. So, uh, rather than spoil it, the next issue. It's someone that was mentioned already in this book. Either the next issue or the issue after that, we find out who he is. Anyway, uh, they have the Crimson Dynamo's thought balloons, and he's saying, that hooded man kicked me with his bare feet, kicked my armor. I cannot believe it. So, it, <laughs> like, even he's amazed that, that the guy was able to do damage to the armor with his bare feet. 
which I just think is kind of cool because at least they're putting an explanation there. They're not just having it happen and then make you say, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What what issue was it that we determined that? <sighs> wait a minute. With wait a minute. With Vision shooting the beam from his eyes, wasn't he heating up coffee? Yeah, I think we we, we did it in our was it one of the uh, unplugged ones? Avengers: Age of Ultron score episode. Was that it? And, and oh, okay, yeah, because my experience with it and was wasn't he heating up coffee eyes, or something? You, you guys, you guys told me no, he could shoot it out of his gem. And we were disagreeing, and then we found examples of both. <laughs> he was he was boiling coffee in one. Well, I know he was, it was... up coffee for Jarvis. I think <laughs> that's a useful use of your power. I think that was the one where he used his gem for it. It's Vision, the barista. I'm getting a job on the side at Starbucks. <laughs> so after getting Diamond Hard and making the Shropshire Slasher bounce off of him. And you can see little bits of razors breaking. Clang! He, he, he gives him a little uh, shot with his solar vision and makes him drop his diamonds, which makes the Titanic trio see that he was pulling their legs. But he, but, okay, here's the stupid thing. He's been carrying that bag of diamonds the whole time, like through this fight and everything. It's like they, they never bothered to say, what's in the bag? What's, what's in, in the, the bag? box? But you see it from the very first shot when the four of them confront the Avengers. You could see he's got the little yeah, bag, at his, bag at his side. And, uh, it's just my lunch. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Hey, no attention. And so, having redisposed of the slasher, the Shropshire slasher, the Titanic 3 leave? <laughs> Yeah, they just, they just say, okay, yeah, like, he okay. duped us and screw him. You know, I used to have a friend in high school that used to walk with his arms perfectly straight at his sides like, like that. And it, yeah, and it freaked me out then, and it still freaks me out now. <laughs> they did that on an episode of Seinfeld, too. I, I You know, I just I think that they're like pod people or something, people that walk like that and don't swing their arms when they walk. It's just creepy looking. It's just unnatural. Swing those arms. Shake those hips. Go. You go, girl. <laughs> Next issue, yes. the return of the most unexpected supervillain in all of all. Really? In a tale tantalizingly titled A, a Quiet Half Hour in Saigon. Or give me 30 seconds and I'll give you the world. Saigon, <laughs> Just like Saigon, eh, Slick? <laughs> I was in junior high. <laughs> Dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> well and that's our coverage of the book uh want to rate it yeah uh, I, uh the cover yeah. you know it's a classic pose we've seen time and time again two two groups rushing towards each other i always like it um it's not super um, Hmm. I think I'm gonna give it a C plus B minus. Mm. But it's not. But it's not stupid. Mm. The in the inside art is a little up and down. Um. Uh, I'm gonna give the art a 
B minus. Jack in the box, just a Jack in the box. What? I said B minus. Okay. And then the story. There's not much to this story. They basically bury the swordsmen and get involved, and you know, it's hilarity hijinks in Vietnam. Politic political intrigue. Political intrigue. Yeah, <sighs> snooze fest. Uh, I'm gonna see. Oh, Manlo colored this. Wow. So I guess overall, B minus for this book for me. Okay. Uh, the cover. I always like the con the concept of the two teams rushing at each other, and I always like Gil Kane, and yet this one kind of leaves me a little bit cold. Uh, everybody looks well, not everybody. Vision and Crimson Dynamo both look just a little too streamlined for me. And then Scott pointed out that strange leg positioning on the vision, <laughs> which is really just now I can't unsee it. Well, because the way his legs angled, it looks like he's coming in from a different angle instead of straight. Yeah, no, it's 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 not good. Uh, I'm gonna just say, I mean, I can only go so down so far in a Gil Kane cover, so I'm gonna say a C plus because uh, it's still Gil Kane. The interior art, as a general rule, I pretty much like this art. Uh, I know you pointed out a couple of Mantis derp faces, but <laughs> I'm okay with that because she's kind of a derpy character anyway. So I'm, hey, I'm I love say, her. This one <laughs> loves you, Scott. <laughs> I'm going to say a solid B on the interior art, even though it's a little inconsistent. Uh, if we could do away with some of the inconsistencies, it might have ranked even higher than that. And the story, I don't think the story's bad. I, I like the whole political thing where the villains are in in power there and, and that the Avengers are the outsiders. Uh, you know, the whole slasher thing is kind of stupid. But other than that, uh, you know, I'm kind of cool with it, so I'm going to say a B minus on the story. Overall, I'll give the book a, I'll give the book a B minus overall. Cool. All right, I guess that leaves me, huh? Um, I'm with you, man. I love me some Gil Kane. I typically like these, uh, you know, one team on one side, one team on the other, rushing at each other, you know, to to go head to head type of covers. But this one leaves me really cold. There's a lot of wonky anatomy on this. And the fact that it's not symmetrical, just, just you know, it's not aesthetically pleasing to me. And I really don't like the way uh, Thor looks. His face is just, he looks more like Conan than Thor. Um, there's just the more I look at it, the more I don't like it, unfortunately. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not big on the cover. I think I'm going to actually go a C minus on the cover because I know these guys are capable of, of much better than this. So. It's a, it's a nice setup until you linger over the image and then you realize that it has a lot of issues. Um, the interior art, I'm with you. I, I really like it. It is up and down. It is inconsistent. Um, but, I mean, I really like Sal Buscema and I love me some Joe Staten. And this era of Joe Staten, you know, with a team book like this just takes me back to... Um, you know the All Star Comics revival with the uh, the Super Squad and the the Justice Society of America and all that stuff. And uh, you know I know it's a completely different company, a completely different team, but that's just what it reminds me of in the art style. So I really, really uh, I, I love it, and I'm very fond of of this era of Joe Staten. So I can't be too hard on it. Um, I think I'm actually going to go a uh, 
I think I'll go a B minus because I know that both these guys are capable of much better than what they're delivering here, but I do like it. I think it's really good. Um, the story, eh, you know, I mean, it's it's nothing to write home about. It's a little dumb in parts, but I mean, it's it's no worse than anything else that was coming out at this time. It's better than uh, than some of the chapters and some of the other issues that uh, that Engelhart was doing around this time in the Avengers. So, as far as the story goes, I think I will go. I think I'll also go a B minus on the story. It's not the worst thing I ever read. So overall grade on this, um, like an overall grade of a of a C plus is what I'll go on this. It's it's pretty good. This is this is our new uh, rating thing that we. Say it's not the worst thing I ever read, <laughs> so I'll give it a good rating. I'll give it a good rating, and as long as it's not the worst thing. The next issue is uh, Avengers one thirty one. For those of you following at home, we'll have two regular monthly issues, and then jump to Giant Size Avengers three, and then three more regular monthly issues, and then Giant Size Avengers four. So oh that God, is this our... thing goes forever. I know we're not even halfway. Or are close to halfway. I don't know. Maybe I might have deleted some of the ones. Let's see. One, wow. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. No, we're not even halfway. <sighs> ah, we're getting there. Yeah. Eventually. Uh, so we got time for an email or no? Yeah, I think we could do a couple. Well, we only have a couple, so. Because nobody likes us anymore. Scott, you want to read one? Uh, yes. I need to pull it back up again, though, unfortunately. I, well, I there's one left in the regular bins file. Yeah, I think you should read that one. Yeah. Alright, give me a minute. Do do some editing on this one, Paul. Gotta cut all the bill out of it. Yeah, that's not annoying at all. It's better than clickety 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 click. I had to reopen it. My stupid uh, browser crashed for some reason. My stupid, stupid browser. Stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> that's going to get old fast, but it's funny. <laughs> that's like the slasher coming up to the Titanium. Hey, Which fellas. one am I doing? This, the the one that says Two True Freaks is that the one? Uh, no. The forward says no, it's no for oh, bins. No for bins. No, go into the bins mail. Oh, there's okay. only one in the there. wrong one. All right. He's thinking in the wrong place. Oh yeah, this one. Okay. Do you really want me to read this one? Yeah. Okay, so this one is. Wow, this one goes all the way back to January. We haven't read this before, have we? Uh, if we have, yeah, it's worth we have it's worth revisiting. It before. Okay. I, 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 I look at this one when I'm not feeling well, just to make me smile. <laughs> okay, so our first email for this episode is entitled, My Wife Dislikes Scott. It says, I was listening to the second part of your movie review whilst driving... Uh, to visit family. Now, which movie were we reviewing? I guess I think it was the movie Countdown. Ah, okay. Yeah, way back then. My wife asked to listen, so I switched the podcast from my earbud to the radio. 
This was her first or second Ben's episode. Wow. Did she dislike Scott? She says Scott hogs the show with long-winded answers that are usually negative. I just thought yeah. this was hilarious. She thought Dr. <laughs> Bill was a little funny. Yeah, he is a little, a little. funny. <laughs> you guys are great. That's like that's like when somebody leaves food out and they say, if you leave that out, it's going to get funny. Hey. <laughs> we, e, either that or Bill will eat it after it gets funny. <laughs> Uh, continues here says you guys are great no matter what the old ball and chain says best regards Socrates in Miami yeah well to, to just hit on that again and, and I think Socrates is kind of cool in that he you know he says it but clearly he's saying it tongue in cheek anyway and uh, I have to say there's been a lot of times where we've been recording and the conversation just kind of goes into a lull and I'm very thankful for the fact that Scott has so much to say about things. Because I think there's times where he's rescued the show from being boring. So while your wife may not like him, we'll stick with him. That's as, that's as good as you're going to get out of me, Scott. Don't wait for anything more, uh, <laughs> <laughs> more praising than that. The love fest is over. Uh, Bill, clear, Bill clearly doesn't care. What? No. I, <laughs> Bill's like, say whatever you want, bad about Scott. It's okay. Oh, no, no, no. Scott knows I love him. You don't like him either. Wait, did I just say that I love Scott? Whoops. Not that way. He's my friend. Shh, don't talk about that. Shh. Just to go with with the theme of our issue, Bill loves Scott a long time. <laughs> this one. <laughs> this one loves Scott. <laughs> Uh, you want me to read Kirk Grunwald? Sure. sure. It says, Return of the Kings. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, uh, just a note to say how much I enjoyed your score episode for the Guardians 2 movie. Nice survey episode. Hitting Ego's first appearance, the arrival of Mantis, Quiet Scott, I don't like her either, and her cocoon. I especially like how the arrival of Swordsman and Mantis was covered, even as your Celestial Madonna saga, saga cover has started up in Avengers Spotlight. It's almost as if these shows were planned. Actually, they really weren't. It just worked out well. <laughs> well, so I was just going to say, yes, almost. <laughs> yes. Kirk Greenfield, co-host of the Imperious Rex Confessions of a Serial Surface Invader podcast. You know, we should never admit to... to... The happy accidents being accidents. Well, I, we so, did kind of... Yes, yes, Kirk, it's almost... We did discuss that, hey, this is coming up, and since it is coming up, why don't we do the Celestial... But that, we started discussing that back in January and never really got our off our butts to get it out sooner, so... So that's back to the inbox. Let's see. Uh, you going to read the next one? Okay, so I guess, it's, um, I guess I'm next, aren't I? So the next one is from Russell Bragg. And it's titled, Back to the Bins 282, Cast to the Bins. Hi guys, this was the final week of Assistant Editors Month. I sort of feel a camaraderie with all of the other podcasters used for this event. It was an honor and a privilege to be included. Is an assistant editor one step above intern? Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> you don't have to take direct orders from me, so it's not bad. Chris Tyler, Jonathan Kreitz, and Dave Atterbury did a fine job. Of the comics covered, the only title I had in my collection was Green Lantern, but of course, I don't have the issue discussed. <laughs> Hopefully someday. 
Guess that's all for this time around. Hope it all is well, and congrats to Scott on his new position at work. Yes, congratulations, Scott. Yes. He'll be the new Walt Disney any day now. <laughs> Russell Bragg, Clarksburg, West Virginia, host of the DC Comics Presents show. We're all waiting for the day that Scott's uh, frozen in tournaments. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait a minute. You said an insisted editor doesn't have to take orders? Not directly. Then why do I have to? I'm a, I'm a co-host. Because you need direction. Oh, okay. The guy need direction. What a what am I the guy? Am I the guy outside the cantina? In Star Wars, telling the, the troopers where to go. Right, I'm, I'm just I'm picturing Roy Scheider in uh, in Jaws when he's chumming the water. <laughs> Why don't I come out here and chum this with this shit? And the shark comes up. <laughs> But I'm combining that in my mind with when, when the shark actually gets on the boat and eats Quint. So I'm picturing Bill chumming, and then the shark actually comes up and gets him. <laughs> hey! Can I tell you? I, I would, what's in my head. It would be delicious. And the shark would get a, a caffeine rush. From my... The shark would have you with some, lo- with some fava beans. And rich candy. And a nice candy. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at backtothebins at gmail.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of DiManzo Corps of Milan, Italy, all rights reserved. Each and every month, the Two True Freaks Network produces dozens of new and exciting episodes which regularly reach tens of thousands of loyal listeners worldwide. Sponsorship and or advertising opportunities are available. Inquiries may be made via email to two true freaks at gmail.com. Please take a moment to stop by the two true site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week.